Hi, and welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. This is episode four of season two, and I'm Trudy Lewis. I'm Jenny Fields. And I'm Advita Patel. And today we're going to be talking about moving from tactics to strategy and what all of that is about. So I'll hand over to Advita to get us started. Thanks, Trude. So I wanted to talk about this subject because I have spoken to quite a few folks over the last couple of months about strategy and tactics and what does it mean to be a bit more strategic. And I do think it's one of those words that is thrown around quite willy-nilly out there into the in in the conversation that we have and I think I don't know about both of you but I know when I've been in certain conversations with leaders and with other folks talking about comms and business stuff they go you know we need to be a bit more strategic we need to understand a little bit more about how to be more strategic and it's always one of those words that's kind of thought I've, I've thought to myself what does it actually mean, though? What do we mean by being strategic? And how do we, you know, it's one of those, it's easy enough isn't it, to go, oh, be more strategic. But I do think there's a sense of confusion out there in terms of what it is that we're asking people to be when we say to be a bit more strategic. So I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about that today and get your viewpoints on there. Because for me, strategy has always been about future plans. So how are we going to get there? And also, why are we doing what we're doing and the purpose behind it? So that's what I want to kind of kind of talk about a little bit more. And it'll be really interesting to kind of understand where both of you sit on this strategy v tactics. So what do you think, Jen? I think it's a great topic. And I think it is something that's banded around quite a lot. I always remember a boss saying to me, you know, we just we just need to get you a bit more strategic. And, and I've had friends that say to me that their bosses say to them, you know, really, we're looking for you to just be a bit more strategic. <laughs> what the does that mean? <laughs> like, what what exactly are you looking for when you say that? And I think people say it in every profession, every part of business. And I, I think you're right. I think it's banded around, you know, willy-nilly for people to just use as a way of saying you're not quite ready for the next step up the hierarchy or up the ladder or whatever. But I think there is something that you were saying about that long-term piece. There's also something around being able to kind of look across the organization and understand the impact of decisions you're making and what you're doing that comes with being more strategic because you're able to to look further than just your immediate environment. But it's it's used too much. And I think it's actually been a bit weaponized in organizations as a tool to say, you know, you're not quite, you know, you're not quite strategic enough. So you just stay there. And then, you know, when you get a bit more strategic, then we can have a conversation. And you're left going, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like, what can you do to help me become more strategic then if that's the gap? Yeah. And I do think when you ask that question, people can't answer it. So I think the the, the weaponized bit of it is the bit I don't like because yeah. I, I just think it's it's used too frequently to just stop people from achieving what they should be able to achieve with some help and support. Yeah. And that is my biggest bugbear. When you ask a feedback about why you haven't got that you know, that promotion, why you weren't picked to sit on that project. People always come back with that. Well, we're just looking for someone who is a little bit more strategic. And you, when you ask, so what do you mean by being more strategic? They go, well, you know, someone who can strategize. I mean, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> just use the same Which, word back at me, just slightly differently. To tell me. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. You know, you know, for me, I just, I just, and just heard what you both said. And for me, I just look at it as, you know, it's a massive excuse. It's like used for kind of, like you said, it's used to kind of, in a sense, trap people. Because if you think about it, 
how many of us realize that internal communications is or communications is never looked at as a strategic thing and so to kind of have that demand on anyone to say you need to be more strategic not to say that we shouldn't be but you know in in terms of banding it about as an excuse as to why you haven't been allowed to step up or you haven't been put in this position is crackers because at the end of the day the strategic function is is about having that sense of confidence and understanding of the purpose of the organization and and kind of taking that in order to plan and come up with something that is workable for the organization to deliver and as you said what on earth do you mean by that and I think that's that's the trap that we all have kind of we're in this thing of using banding about a word and using it and almost as an excuse I think 100% spot on and I think there is value in being strategic when you understand what that word actually means to the work that you're doing and it's not about not using the word strategy or being strategic but it's about understanding what that means and as Jenny said before you know it is about that outward look you know it's not about being looking just at your specific work that you're doing and it's having that out, outward view and I always talk about micro and macro levels and I speak when I speak to internal communicators I I always say if you want to go up a level in terms of advising and guiding and leading, you need to be able to understand the industry that you're working in. You need to understand what's coming ahead, you know, what's happening around the organization, not only in terms of comms, but in terms of business. And we've spoken about this previously in our other podcast episodes where we've spoken about you know, understanding things like value that we bring to our leaders by giving them uh, advice and guidance on reputation and other other things that are happening in in the workplace as well not only in terms of comms but finance for non-finance managers for example those kind of things so I do think there's value in using the word strategic as long as it's used in the right way and I think we just have to be very conscious when we're giving people feedback about them being more strategic that we're quite clear what we mean by that because I do think a lot of people do throw it about and I know we've all been in various conferences and attended conferences where it has said strategic internal comms or strategic marketing etc etc but when you actually go along to those meetings those conferences and those meetings I would say like 80% of the conversations taking place are very tactical in my view because that's not how I see a strategy so I think that's why people get confused because you kind of band the word strategic around but then when people actually talk about it they're actually talking about tactics so when they go for interviews and they try to brand themselves as strategic leaders they're not because they're, they're so used to other people getting the terminology wrong. So is it that as internal communicators, we don't understand what it means or how it is applied to what we do? do you think? I don't even think it's internal comms. I think it's just people working in business. Just, mm. They just don't get it. I do think internal comms probably needs to do a little bit more around the education piece around being more strategic. But I can't say, I, I can't just point the finger at internal comms. I would say... There's people in other disciplines who also struggle with the word strategic as well. I, I've just had that experience as well, where things have been kind of announced as being strategic. And when you go, it's very tactical. It's just a question. You know, it, it means it makes me think, do we uh, do we really even understand within our industries, you know, what that means for that particular industry? Oh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I'm scribbling as we're kind of talking because... I, I've started thinking about the behaviours that people are looking for when they say we need you to be more strategic or, you know, when people ask, how do I be more strategic? 
Is it about being assertive? Is it about having the confidence in your skills? Is it about having a good network behind you so that you've got the knowledge to to bring to that? Is that what people are looking for to demonstrate the ability to be more strategic? And then I went off and started thinking about things like um, diplomas versus certificates when you're doing professional development and the content that is different when you're when you're teaching people at different levels because that for me is is some of that difference is you're talking you know at a certificate level you're talking about this is how to do a stakeholder map and this is what a stakeholder is at the diploma level you kind of just gloss over that because people have kind of got that bit down it's then moving on to some other stuff so there's different levels of understanding of the depth of the subject which I think plays out and then I was thinking while you were talking about the IABC World Conference that we went to back in 2019 and the breadth of topics at that conference that we all said was amazing in terms of you had some really tactical stuff, you had some you know really niche stuff, you had some quite strategic stuff. And I think you're right, when you look at some conferences where they just chuck the word strategic in front, but they don't really spend time looking at the programme and really you know dialing into who are they really aiming this at? And what is the outcome they're looking for, which comes back to comms 101 stuff for us, really. So, yeah, that's where my brain's gone while you guys have been, you know, <laughs> chatting there. So thanks for that. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think it's also important to remember that not everybody has to be strategic either. You know, so if you're if you're if you're comfortable and your world is tactics and deliverables, then that's OK. And I just mm. don't think we say that enough. And I think we have yeah. put this pressure on folks to always kind of think about oh I need to be more strategic I need to be more strategic but you know what you don't need to be if you don't want to be right and if you're quite comfortable in being that deliverable world and and doing tactical stuff and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever that's fine and and I think that should be accepted but I just don't think we talk about that enough either and I think we put so much pressure on different people and and in the community and the world that we belong in especially in comms and business that there's just so much emphasis on this word so I just wanted to throw that out there if anyone is listening to uh, to this episode who's thinking oh goodness I need to kind of go out and think about how to be more strategic but only if you want to be in that space there's no pressure yeah at, at all and I just wanted to yeah. be really clear on that yeah I mean I mean there are two things that link to um, two key things that link to strategy one is planning and the other one is thinking and when we do when we talk about the strategic planning element of it it's all of those tools as well that come into play and how you do the analysis and so on. And, but there's, there's something about having a kind of thinking mentality, even if you are doing tactical things. So you have perhaps a strategic way of thinking about things and that helps you to execute your tactical work. And I think that, you know, that has to be encouraged because if we, if we say, right, you know, we're just doing tactical activity for the sake of it, then it becomes, you know, it's almost wasteful because it's not it's not achieving anything because it has to be linked back to an objective. It has to be linked back to a goal. And, and I think what we find is we use words, but we don't follow up with the actions. Yeah. I think yeah. that I think that's probably what one of the things you're saying is that there's a lot of talk, but there's no real action that corresponds with what it really is. And what we what would what we need to see, especially for people who are wondering should I be tactical or should I be strategic? What we need to see is the actions that help people to to demonstrate what those things really mean. Yeah, totally. And it's being specific for me. Like, I think you've 
you know, when you were talking then around the actions that we want people to see, that's, you know, be specific about what you mean for somebody. If you're saying, you know, if you if someone is coming to you and saying, I want to work up, you know, and become a, you know, head of internal comms, I want to become whatever it might be, you know, have the conversation about what actually needs to change and, and what the gaps are, and then coach and develop them in that way. But it was interesting, Trude, where you were just saying like planning and thinking are the two things around strategy, because I think there just isn't the time for that for a lot of people that are doing the tactical work. Like, you know, when people are being demanded upon to deliver stuff in whatever profession they're in, to have that time to go away and think, actually, is this the right thing to be doing? And how does it link to this? All that just, just isn't there. And it, and it also depends on what it is that you're doing. So if I look at digital projects, some of the work that I'm doing, and it's fairly top of mind at the moment, but you, you'll have a, a, a team talking from a technical perspective of, can we do this? And they'll go, yeah, we can do that because technically you can. But somebody's got to think about the impact of of doing that. How does it link to other channels? How does it link to the user experience? All of all of those kind of other things that go around it. And that's the bit for me that's that kind of strategic value, if you like, on those kind of projects or things that you might be working on. So if people are working on those kind of things in their organizations, that's the stuff to be kind of looking at because that's where you're kind of adding that more strategic value to the conversations, in my opinion. I think it's really important also to understand that you can't have strategy without tactics and vice versa. And, you know, I love my quote. So I'm going to share a, a quote that I was looking for while while Jenny was just talking there. And it's by a, a Chinese philosopher who said, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. And tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. And I think I love that. And it, I love the noise before what? defeat. Yeah. I mean, what a statement. That is a strong statement, right? And I think it just shows yeah. that you, you can't do one without the other at all. You need to do both. You can't just be all kind of blue sky thinking, strategic and all that without actually having the deliverables and the tactics underneath it. So I love that quote. And you'll see that being floated about in all our social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you but you see that so many times when there is a lot of planning and no no corresponding actions with it, isn't it? You know, you've got nice fluffy strategic plans and no, it's not outplaying. And then they spend more time planning again. And you know, what they've planned hasn't really been able to translate because it's not tangible, meaningful enough. I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know whether we spend a lot of time planning and being strategic anyway. I mean, if you look at the Gatehouse State of the Sector report that comes out every year, you know, that often talks about the fact that we're not doing an awful lot of strategy and planning. Yeah. And we're doing quite a lot of tactics, which would then suggest that, you know, when you're looking at internal comms specifically, there is the the focus on the tactics despite the noise to say that we want to be you know more strategic I was going to say it's a balance I'm not sure it's a balance I think it's more that our actions are not aligning to our words so we're not following through with actions based on what we're maybe saying we should be doing Mm, totally and and I'm going to and we've spoken about this before but I'm also going to talk about influence here a little bit and I think Mm -hmm. that kind of falls into the strategic bucket and also if anyone is listening please do tag how many times we said the word strategic in this podcast (laughs) I know we said it over and over and over again. Honestly, right? <laughs> if we've hit a hundred, honestly, just just keep it up. Yeah, I just had a little giggle to myself there, thinking we've said the word strategic, but this is like I think this is life in business as well. You know, when you're sitting in rooms and you're hearing 
certain leaders talk about, oh, we need to be a little bit more strategic and we need to look outwards and we need to, you know, I think this is what sometimes we get ourselves really into involved in. And I'm going to give a, a real life example where somebody spoke to me about going for an opportunity. It was a head of role and their feedback was that they weren't strategic enough. And she, you know, she she hadn't got the detailed feedback from the recruiting manager. So she wasn't 100% aware of what this meant. But she asked me, she said, oh, what do you think them, what do you think they would have meant by me not being strategic enough? And I was like, gosh, I really don't like, it's like a piece of string, right? Because like we just said before, like, what does strategy mean? And how do you, you know, in conversations that we have with our leaders and in interviews, we may think we're actually demonstrating that we are a leader and we can lead a team and we can look outwards and we can look outside of our industry. But are we actually saying those words? And language is so important. And, uh, you know, and I know, Jenny, yeah. you've spoken about this quite a lot in the past. Yeah. And I think, you know, when when you get that feedback of, you know, you're not quite strategic enough, getting the detailed feedback is really important because asking the questions to delve into that will help you look at, at what they actually mean because it's probably, it is probably a language thing. You know, we're not very good at, at saying how great we are. Um, I mean, we're pretty good at it, but generally we're not very good <laughs> at saying how great we are. And um, and so therefore, when we're doing like our job descriptions or our CVs, we often use different language. We won't necessarily say that we lead something or we're, you know, driving the direction of or any other corporate buzzword phrase you'd quite like to, to put in there, to be honest. But we we don't do that very much. And I, I wonder if in an interview sort of setting, whether it's the language that people are looking for, like the specific words that they're looking for to, to be able to say, oh, yes, they understand. Oh, they know how to be strategic. So really interested to see you know, what the feedback is that the individual gets, because yeah. I think that's I genuinely think that's a part of it is you just didn't say the right things or use the right words, even if you implied them or even if that's what you meant you know, people will be looking for some of those specifics. Yeah, very much so, isn't it? That's exactly what happens to people in interviews. You know, there there are words that the interviewer is looking out to hear. And I think one, one of the things that's more effective is how you demonstrate it. So if you're in an interview, it would be that link between, right, I've looked at the strategy of the organisation and here's how my role applies to that and can actually enhance that and allow you to achieve that strategy that would be more interesting you know as if I was recruiting I think that would be a more interesting conversation to have to say well show me what what it what it actually means rather than just being able to pick out the word and Mm. say it when you need to say it because then you could practice that and just rehearse it and say okay I need to remember to say strategy I need to remember to say oh narrative and whatever whatever all these key buzzwords I need to remember to say them and that will get people impressed because I can use these key words but they don't mean anything no and then and then I just start thinking we could do a whole other episode on <laughs> how how rubbish interview and recruitment processes are and how you how you have to hire someone based on you know like a four-hour conversation or how convoluted they can be and uh it's a whole other whole other topic whole other, but yeah. you're yeah. right that you know rehearsing the words and knowing the buzzwords you could just you could just totally yeah totally you know, your is, way through it yeah you? which is why some people who are really bolshy and can you know, who are blaggers, as I call them, can end up in some of those very senior roles because they know that the language that people want to hear, they know how to kind of formulate that conversation so they come across as being very strategic. And we've all been in organisations where we've looked at a senior director and thought, 
what the actual <laughs> who are they <laughs> what are they doing here and you wonder don't you like how have they got into that role if they're supposed to be leading this amazing organization they don't even know the difference between certain things and those people you know and and it's a whole different conversation around of different podcasts about interview techniques and recruitment policies and all that but it is really important to demonstrate and i i say to everyone that i kind of coach and mentor and speak to off, offline about understand and we said it right at the beginning of this podcast but understand the industry that you work in and the organization that you're in read the annual reports figure out you know what is what's happening in the future in the future in the you know three four five years time and how that's going to impact the world that you're in and how are you going to you personally and your team going to influence and add value to get into that overall objective of that organization and that's basically you know from experience is what leaders really want to understand it's like what influence what knowledge how are you going to help us get to that overall three-year aim and what what how are you going to help and that's why tactics is important because you still need the how but you need Mm. to understand the why and if you don't understand the why you're going to struggle because you're just going to Mm. keep talking about the how 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 and that's where I think people get lost when we talk about language yeah, but I think that's what informs the tactical then, doesn't it? You know, if you understand the why, mm. tactical becomes way better. You know, yeah. you, you've kind of figured out exactly what what the company needs. So you're not just doing activity for activity's sake. You're actually doing things that I think that's where that crossover with tactical and strategic comes in because you've you've understood, well, what's the purpose for this particular thing? Why am I doing it this way? Why is it important to do it now? And all of those kind of things come together. And then suddenly your tactical work becomes almost strategic because it's actually achieving what it's supposed to achieve. And I I wonder if one of the behaviours then is asking the right questions, you know, so that when people are saying, I don't think you're strategic enough or you need to be more strategic, maybe it's because they don't see you asking the questions Mm. that would let them see you demonstrating an interest in you know the breadth and and all the things that we've kind of touched on so maybe that's something to go and think about if people are having that challenge of you know am I asking questions am I feeling confident enough to speak up and ask those questions is there a way for me to ask them maybe over email if I don't feel okay doing it in a meeting but either way I think those are the things that start to make people go oh okay you know maybe Jenny does know what she's talking about because she's asked a question (laughs) I think that's absolutely key because how many of us keep really quiet because we don't want to talk to certain leaders we don't want to step into that space and so we don't ask questions we don't have the conversations we don't challenge we kind of just sit there and and I guess the perception from their kind of perspective is oh she or he doesn't get it or they don't understand so they're keeping quiet and even if the question isn't necessarily overly clever it's a question and so to me I just think you know sometimes it's about stepping up even if we end up looking a little silly it's challenging when maybe we feel like we shouldn't challenge but challenge with a purpose you know I'm challenged because I need to know something or I'm curious about something and that curiosity is what gets people to think, actually, she's there's something about that person because yeah. they asked me this question. They challenged me about this. You know, they did that. It, it's hard to get there sometimes because, you know, that, that means you've got to get a bit bold. But You'll get there when you, you, you're you interested and you are curious, Trudy. So you're 100% spot yeah. on. So 
you know, arming yourself with knowledge about the place where you're working in and understanding what keeps your leaders up at night and understanding what's happening in the industry. That's the, where the confidence comes in to ask those questions. And I think because we, and it is a bit chicken and egg, right? And I think sometimes we work in such a busy role that we're so busy churning stuff out and churning stuff out that we don't get a sense or a minute to think, hang on a minute, let me just take a step back and understand what, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then you end up staying quiet in those meetings because you don't know exactly what's going on because you haven't had the opportunity to go and learn and go and find out what it means. So we don't say anything. And then we just end up nodding along when as somebody says to us, oh, can you pretty up this presentation for me? Or can you send <laughs> out a comms about this? And you're a bit like, yeah, 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 sure, that's fine. Because you think, oh, at least that's something and I'm adding value because I'm actually producing something. Yeah. And I think that the worry and the confidence bit plays a big part which is why I say, you know, quite passionately, go and learn, go and find out if you want to move into that senior position and that leadership role and you want to be that advisor, go out and find out about, read your annual report, go and see what's going on in the news, you know, have a chat with some key influences in your organisation, your directors and your leaders and other people who've got the knowledge, go and speak to your strategy team, go and speak to investor relations and really arm yourself and I, I used to keep a, a book with like little knowledge points in there so when I'm sat in meetings I could refer back and go oh such and such a body said this is this correct and then that silliness that you may feel it, it kind of goes away because you're genuinely asking a question that you have learned about rather than somebody turning around to you going well you should know that because it's in the annual report that apparently you put together for me do you know what I mean so go you know I know we're now going into the tips side of the the podcast well that's my advice and tip to you know get out into your industry and get out into the organization that you're working in and go and find out and be curious because curiosity will help you you know lead to asking those powerful questions that will help you understand how to hit those goals and objectives that leads to strategy in my view definitely definitely so I definitely as we've been talking been thinking about some of the conversations that we've had in the last kind of half hour or so around the the conferences that we've kind of touched on being you know, strategic conferences. And I don't believe that you can go to a conference and come out of that more strategic. I'm not sure that that's the implication either <laughs> on the conferences, but it might be how, you know, you might think you might go and think, oh, this will be great because I'll learn loads of stuff and then I can go away and be more strategic because I've attended a conference that's got the word strategic in the title. I've said it loads there, Vita, <laughs> so whoever's counting, strategic, 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 <laughs> can we add them all up? But I I'm, I think you have to invest in in coaching or mentoring to achieve that because so much of it is specific to the role that you're in, whatever role that is in the organisation, that if you just try and look at things more generally, it's not going to help you look at how you can change stuff inside your organisation. So either getting someone that's got some expertise that can help you or someone inside the organisation who can do coaching for you inside that knows the organisation very well, that can help you ask the right questions, um, find the right people to, to influence and things like that. So that's that's probably my my main one is is putting your investment in the right places to help you do that and don't look for quick wins that's a whole other soapbox for me to get on um and the other one is is probably Trudy's point about the planning and thinking is this is easier said than done but carving out time for thinking you know I I'm a big fan of walking without listening to anything so that my brain is quiet so I can process stuff and think and and that's really important so it is trying to find those those moments of quiet that you can think, you know, we're all big fans of Sharpies and post-it notes, but 
so, you know, just giving yourself time to do that is is really important. But I know that that is quite often easier said than done in some cases. Yeah. And I, I guess for me, I, I think a lot of it is about relationship building and connecting with the people who perhaps you do perceive it, you know, are strategic, you know, linking up with people who are already doing that kind of work, especially if you're looking to move upwards. There's something around getting more visible to your leaders and to the people who are influencers in your in your business. I, I coached somebody who, you know, didn't feel he had impact or influence. And one of the bigger things that ended up happening was that that kind of let me become more visible to the leaders who who, who would make the difference for him. And, and that came in various ways. It didn't necessarily mean that he had to suddenly start producing masses, masses of work or stay extra late or anything. It was, it, it was even things like social things that he did that were, that was related to his own purpose and his own value. And I think things that demonstrated his own you know, the values that the organization had, and suddenly he began to stand out. And I think coming to the point where you are, you, you are actively trying to be visible within the organization, not in a, not in a kind of coy way, or, you know, look at how popular I am, but genuinely connecting with the organization and being curious. I can't say that enough. That whole curiosity thing is, is huge. People notice when you are being inquiring when you're trying to learn more and leadership actually appreciate the efforts that you make when you say actually I don't know about this I want to know more about it and or or I want to come alongside somebody who is who is doing this work so I'm a big fan of the building of relationships and, and becoming more visible through that I love that I love that. I always think there's a, that we've talked before about that fine line around curiosity of just being that annoying person that pops up all the time with a question. Can I just, can I just, can I just? Can I, I just? think that's how my doctors see me, kind of. <laughs> can I just, can I just? <laughs> I think those are absolutely fantastic tips. And if anyone is listening and has got some great resources and tips themselves that they want to share, then, you know, we'd love would love for you to kind of connect with us and share them because I think it is a topic that we'll probably revisit in a future season as well because it's something that we'll pretty certain it will continue having and we've got plenty to say around it as, as well as you may have gathered even if it's just repeating the word <laughs> well I'm just going to say we want to end on so I'm going to do a little competition so if we have if we've gone past the 100 mark on saying the word strategic Oh. So the first person hey. tweet me that or tweet the Carmage Rebels that to say you have gone past 100 mark, we will send you a little prize. Because I do feel like that's probably one of the first podcasts we've said the word <laughs> strategic a million and one times. Oh, well done. I love it. I love it. I wonder how many it is. We'll have to listen now. Big credit if you actually sit and listen and make a tally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening please click subscribe so you get our new episodes as soon as they're released if you want to reach out you can find us on twitter and instagram as carmaged rebels we're always up for a chat so please let us know what you think and ask us any questions you might want us to cover in future episodes we're also all on linkedin and always available if you want to get in touch